Welcome to Letterboxd Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we will be discussing the second book in Lauren Ash's Dirty Air series, Collided. Woohoo! Woohoo! So this book is from Sophie and Liam's point of view. For those that are following along at home, those characters are introduced in book one and we follow along their journey. Shall I start us off with the blurb? It would be fantastic of you to start us off with the blurb. Liam is Formula One's golden boy, but he's nothing but a fraud. Charming, devious, seductive, and someone who promises to fulfill all my naughty bucket list items. I force him behind the safe lines of the friend zone. Instead of accepting our friendship, he strikes a deal. One season, one list, one dirty secret. Liam Zander. Sophie is my greatest fantasy brought to life and a major threat to my contract renewal. She's a part of the rival team and someone I should resist at all costs. Everyone is against our friendship. My boss, her dad, me. Yet I'm captivated by her and the naughty list she created. Screw platonic, I want catastrophic. Ooh, love that. See, like, the blurbs are relatively good. Mm. Alrighty, thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Uh, you can start. I will happily go first. <laughs> I don't want to just say it outright, you know. <laughs> I'm going to build up to it. I did in House of Night. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Look, yeah, I DNF'd this book <laughs> at, like, 22 or some percent in, if I want to be absolutely precise. I don't know, something, I was just in a very unforgiving mood when I was reading it. I don't know, something, it was just, actually, I do know why it was giving me the shits, but it had a very promising start. Like, I enjoyed the first couple of chapters, but it's just the way Liam talks about women or talks about Sophie and just talks about how he has to keep his dick out of the fucking media. He said it like five times in the span of like two chapters I wanna, to, different, to different people. Yeah, I'm going to stop you there. I know, I, I, and yeah, just say, just sorry, and just say don't go too far into that because I want to circle back to okay, like why we DNF books as a whole. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's going to work into that. All right, cool. But yeah, anyway, I'll, I'll yeah. turn it back. Yeah. yeah. He had a very promising start. I still, I didn't think this age gap between these characters also ticked me off a little bit. I think it was a bit bigger than Noah and Sophie, Noah and Myers, maybe, I think. I don't know, that sort of ticked me off. Yeah, I don't know, just it had a very promising start because we get the tragedy in the beginning and it's like, how is that going to work into his character? And then, whatever. I completely, yeah, just fucked up my train of thought. So yeah, and I, I think there was a, there must have been a sign on TikTok as well because like, I, I saw uh, TikToks of people being like, this, these are the books that I've that I've uh, DNF'd, like popular book talk books, and their reasoning is just like, this character is annoying. I didn't like this. I didn't like that. And I feel like I'm such a um, again like, easily impressed by how people can uh, publish a book and stuff, but mm. I'm not very strict on what ticks me off as much. But the but this book really did really did it. So, um, yeah, I, I DNF'd it. I tried really hard. When I put it down to have to go to work and stuff, I really did not want to pick it back up. Yeah, that's it from me. Okay. <laughs> I might think I might redo this segment later or something by myself. <laughs> okay. All right, what about you, Kenzie? So you had, I think we had spoken and you are like, I'm going to DNF it. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. And then I was like, okay, well, if Claire thinks it's that bad, then I trust her judgment and I'm oh, going no. to DNF it as well. <laughs> oh, no. Followed my lead. Yeah, and like I'd started it, and then I was like, oh, like I'll finish listening at work or whatever. Like I was like, I'll audiobook it. And then, yeah, you were like, I've DNF'd it, and you're already a little bit ahead of me anyway. 
So when I had made the decision to do the effort, um, that decision was made at 2%. <laughs> you didn't even give it a chance, Kenzie. And you're like, well, how far, you know, you? And I was like, oh, not very far, like a couple of chapters maybe. But I don't even think I made it to the second chapter. Jesus I'm in Christ. the prologue. I'm in Sophie's <laughs> prologue. Oh, my God. You're at the birthday party. Which is... But, yeah, like this is the thing, like, I feel like I have to give the book a chance, so I push through what's annoying me. But then, yeah, I was just in an unforgiving mood. I'm like, I don't, I don't like how Liam is talking about X Y Z. I don't like any of this. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, but like, uh, throttled was fine. I don't know. It was it was just fine mm. because we got to highlight these characters a bit more in th- throttled. So like, and the fact that it's about them, and so everything they say and do and their personalities is more amplified in their solo books. I think it just what ticked me off as well the most. Not Sophie. Sophie was fine. I do have qualms, but are you okay? You always choked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's the recipe of a good potty if you have to choke while we're uh, recording. It's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, nah, just Liam's character. Yeah, pissed me right off. But yeah, okay. Hopefully this is all worth it. I feel bad if you follow my lead for nothing and you could have <laughs> enjoyed this book. I don't know. I'm sure the book is great. It has some great points, but yeah, yeah. I just couldn't get past Liam. Anyway, that's fine. So what this episode ultimately is, we have led you on in saying that it's going to be collided, but it is actually going to be DNFing books and why we do not finish books. Yeah, for sure. Because very rare that it happens. So, yeah, did you want to talk about like a little, yeah, a little bit more specifically, like why you did not finish this book and then we'll, like other books and things like that? Through the scope of the potty, this is the first book I've DNF'd. Mm. And, yeah, you're always worried about what are we going to talk about in the episode then. Um, but, yeah, like, I just had to do it. I just couldn't deal with it. <laughs> um, yeah, again, I was just in a really unforgiving mood. I don't know. But, yeah, and as I was just saying before, like, you see book talk uh, creators talk about reasons why they DNF books as well. And it's like, oh, this main I don't like the main character. I don't like the setting. Like, this particular word could have ticked me off and therefore... Like, they're very uh, blasé about how they DNF books and their reasonings by behind it. Mm. I always feel like I have to give it at least a really good hard chance mm. before I DNF book. Or I feel, I, get, I don't know, I just feel bad if I don't yeah. DNF it. But I was very strong-willed in this sense. But yeah, there could be many reasons someone could DNF the book. Yeah, they could just, it could be like the character name could sound super silly in the world that it's created. And you're yeah, like, yeah, but I, like specifically like you, like what makes you DNF a book? Oh, the, just this book in general. This book or like any book, like what would make you like? I feel like specifically in this book, as I've just said, it's the reuse of phrases, like the overemphasis mm. that a character is a fuckboy or something like uh-huh. that. Like yeah. we get it. Hang on, I'm going to see what chapter did I get up to. Because again, we meet specific, I'm, I'm going to do specifically about this book, I guess. Yeah. Because we meet Liam and that in the first book and through Noah and Maya's perception, like, we, it's revealed he's, like, one of the biggest fuckboys in the mm. Formula One uh, circuit. And, like, cool, that's fine. Yeah. We learn that way also through how Noah interacts with him and how Maya talks to him and how he just talks about, like, on their first date and everything like that. They always talk about their reputations. Yeah. Actually, I lie. My phone says 17%. I feel like I got further than that. <laughs> oh, well, I got up to chapter seven initially. <laughs> but, yeah. Actually, no. Chapter eight. Okay, not too far father ahead um yeah, it's just the overemphasis of Liam being a fuckboy and like we understand that he sleeps around because it's what he is and he's almost 30 as well like mm-hmm. what's with these almost 30 year olds 
Yeah. Messing around. Because their brains a... aren't developed. Oh, that's no fucking excuse. <laughs> the frontal lobe, 25. It should click, should it not? I think for men it's 28. <sighs> All right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, anyway. But still. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah, for this example, Liam has said so many times in the seven chapters that he has to get his dick out of the media because I got to the point where his contract was within question because, one, he slept with the boss's niece and she is, like, bad-mouthing him to the media, whatever. Yeah. You shouldn't shouldn't hook up, you know, so close to whoever pays your checks, right? Uh-huh. But, so he's got that issue and he's just, like, he has a meeting with, like, Jackson, somebody else, and he's mm-hmm. like, i got to keep my dick out of the media. He's in a monologue to himself, i got to keep my dick out of the media. And it's just, <laughs> ugh, it drives me crazy. And then he's talking yeah. to Sophie. So he realises he, you know, needs to have a straight set this... Uh-huh tournament whatever but then when his point of view is about sophie and how he thinks about her and talks about her and she has a fuckable body or at least Mm. now that she's not 18 or something she has a fuckable body it was just gross and it was like i don't get it like you're trying to you're not as like strong-willed if you're really set on having such a straight fresh year yeah but then you think about sophie in this way and you want to like fuck her in this sort of way and it's like i i I was overwhelmed and pissed off and that's why i dnf this book But obviously, yeah, and in general, there are many reasons why. Mm. It could be just, like, from a point of view perspective, like, if it's first person, third person, blah, 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 um, depending on someone's general aesthetic and how they like to read. I'm going to be honest, I never really liked first point of view until I read Akatar. I was always the third person type of gal, but then I think a lot of the books we read is first person person these days. Yeah. Many are reasons. So, yeah, that, that was just my reason, like, just the way, and, like... Too much swearing, I guess, sometimes. Yeah. I understand if it's, like, a dark romance or, like, a, a smut-based book. Like, there's going to be a lot of, like, dirty talk. Like, that's fine. Yeah. But, like, there's just so much almost unnecessary swearing. And it's, mm. like, ugh, it drives me crazy. Mm. Same with this book. Oh, and there was something that Jack said in this book that pissed me off as well. Oh? <laughs> there's a part where they're talking about they're practicing driving their cars so they can, like, tune it up and all that type of stuff. And then I think their manager asked Jax how the car was. And he's, like, oh smoother than my last fuck or something like that and it's like we get it we get it you fuck boys but like do we have to overly emphasize it's pissing yeah. me off <laughs> and yeah, so there we go i'm done with my rant what? so what how, what makes you dnf books kenzie or it could be this book in general oh i suppose yeah you can't you i haven't know, read this book so i don't know about it <laughs> you um, don't know what happened at all yeah yeah i really i can't even remember liam what's his name is it liam yeah liam's prologue so Jesus Christ. Um, I will, yeah, DNF if I think the the plot is ludicrous. (laughs) Like in House of Night when it brought in the bulls and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, no, this is stupid. Like, I don't think this is a valuable plot point. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was cool, personally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is too far. Like, um, and then another, like, with when the first time I read Akatar, I read like all four and then I got to five and yes, yeah, suddenly it was from Nesta's point of view or whatever. And yeah, yeah it, she had been a character that had been built up to be hated essentially and she wasn't a very likable character. And I was like, okay, well now I have to slog through this book. And I think I got a few chapters in and I stopped on my first read. And then on my second read, I was like, okay, well I need to read the whole thing. And I did. Um, my second one and I really enjoyed it and now I can see things but also um it was tough with that one and then also in any series when there's yeah a drastic writing style switch up yep yep 
So that can really get me. And then if that's too juxtaposing, then I will DNF. And then also when recurring characters aren't acting like as their character. So in like Spanish Love Deception and American Roommate Experiment, like the oh, Rosie, Rosie you meet yeah. yeah, in Spanish Love Deception is not the Rosie you meet in American Roommate Experiment. And I can understand from, you know, different people's perspectives on how different people act, but it was pretty much like the same perspective. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it was like, this is not who you introduced me to in this book. So when things like that happen, so I don't know if Noah and Maya are in this book, but yeah, that would have been one thing that I would have to look out for, like being, are they still characterized the same way or are they completely different? I will tell you, from what I've read, this book sort of overlaps the the first book in Throttled as well. Like, so yeah. they talk about going on that date, double date. Mm. And there are moments where, yeah, there are overlapping moments, but it's strictly from like Liam's point of view and what he's thinking and feeling in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, so it would be a slight, so you'd, I would have assumed Noah and Maya are pretty much the same characters because yeah. a lot of it is the same scenes, but just in yeah. same dialogues, but just oh, yeah. from Liam's point of view. And then, um, I really, and I didn't know that this series did it, I really don't like it when you have a series and, yeah, you introduce, you know, eight or ten characters in the first book and then all the other books are about different characters because it's like, no, like you've built up this story in this first book. It's like you could have stretched it out more and used that as like the series instead of introducing all these other characters, whereas I think stories in the same universe work really well like sure. the – um like the fairy tale ones or what the Disney ones that we're doing at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, like the, the dark yeah, like twisted and scarred and blah, blah, blah hooked like the dark fantasy because they're all standalone, but they're all like thematically similar. They translate well. Yeah. So you get it. Um, what else was I going to say? I realized I completely misunderstood your statement with like, tell us what do you like, what makes you DNF a book? I'm just silly in that sense. But yeah, um, yeah, I would agree, like, r- changing of writing styles for sure, especially, yeah, in Akata when they had the big switch yeah. from first point of view to essentially three point of view, third person point of view, but in the, but still it was about Cassina and Nesta, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah. then, yeah, it started being like a PG, like M15 sort of dialogues, and then suddenly they're saying the word cunt in the next, in the last yeah, exactly. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, off-putting and jarring almost. Yeah. And it's almost like, again, in these books that there's no warning that they're going to be about different characters or whatever. And it's like, why didn't, like... Oh, the blurb. Exp- well, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> I don't read blurbs. No, <laughs> but, like, scary. if you, like, go, like, if you go into, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah. bookstore and you see, you know, like, they're all in a row and you're like, oh, I'll get the first three or whatever and then... Right. You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay, sure. they're all different characters. Yeah. Um, and, at, and, yeah, you'd want the characters to be, like, like very incredibly likable if you want to yeah. you know learn more about them and I feel like with this series yeah it's about Noah, Liam, Jax and Santiago they're all F1 drivers three of them the three Noah, Liam and Jax they're all described as like the biggest fuckboys in F1 so you feel like how could their stories be any different to I suppose the first book throttled because yeah. it feels like it's the exact same premise and I feel like all the ladies are significantly younger than them as well. Yeah. Maybe significantly love. Oh my god, significantly younger than them as well. And it's like it feels like it's the same story. Yeah. The the men are immature. They want to settle down. They get the girl. The girl doesn't 
really give a shit about them because of the the way they act and how they behave. And then suddenly they find common ground and they live happily ever after. But how is it going to be any different than throttled? I also don't like when an author uses, yeah, like vulgar language to characterise a character as, you know, like tough or a bad boy or a fuck boy or whatever. It's like there are other ways through actions rather than saying, you know, fucking cunt every other word or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, like you can allude to a character being a quote-unquote fuck boy without him explicitly being like, oh, yeah, look at her ass or whatever. Like, yeah, she has a fuckable body or like going into that kind of thing. Because it's – and especially like you were saying, like in a book where they've outwardly made the statement like, oh, I need to be on the straight and narrow, but then they're in a monologue, yeah, still thinking that. It's like this – you are not actually making the change. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you expect, yeah, a, a, an audience to, you know, f- want this redemption arc or fall in love with this character when they're just being a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, this is where, I can't believe I'm going to say this, I appreciate Cooper Hartley in Good Girl yeah. Complex a bit more <laughs> because he's described as a fuckboy and a bad boy and, like, mm. he's one of the nicest guys out there. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. And we were complaining, like, how is he a bad boy? He hasn't yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I think we spoke about that when it's like he's described as a bad boy and then he's building, yeah, furniture for girls in his... I think there's a fine line, though, between, like, sure. because he's still, like, fucked around and stuff and, and whatever. And he, yeah, tough exterior. And then he had that softer side. But it's like he wasn't... You know, like, oh yeah, I'm a bad boy, blah blah blah, and he actually wasn't. It was like, no, like he's made these actions, but that was that's a um like really good example of he's realised, oh, like I want to settle down or whatever with this person. Yeah, for sure. Can't believe we referenced Good Girl Complex after all this time. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say, like kind of like about that? Any other sort of DNFing stuff? Um, because I think I know why people are probably a bit soft around Liam. And that's relating to his prologue chapter. His trauma, yeah. (laughs) Um, Also, books that are very heavily smutty Mm -hmm. when they're trying to build a story as well because, like, I can appreciate smut, like, sprinkle it in here and there. But if it's going to primarily be smut, it's, like, just write graphic porn. Like, I don't know, like, like, go onto Wattpad. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like how people are changing sort of like genre descriptions, like how they say romanticy. Like they want they want to prioritize the romance over like a fantasy plot or yeah. like have a romance in like a fantasy setting almost. Yeah. And that's obviously where smart's going to come in. But yeah, like if it's just going to be exclusively smart, then just write a, a full-on erotica novel. Yeah. There's a huge market for that, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing with like Silver Flames as well. Like the smart mm. overrode the plot. What mm. plot was in that book? Mm-hmm. No one could tell you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and you like a good, like, build-up as well. Like, a an appropriate slow burn that aged nicely mm. as well. Yeah. Don't want them fucking all the time. Alrighty, I have a couple of qualms as well. Mm-hmm. I'll quickly dip into them. Unfortunately, it's about poor Sophie. I know you didn't really get a chance to get to know her that much <laughs> in this book, Kenzie. But as we know through Throttled, she has a fuck-it list. Uh-huh. Which is a list of things... That she wishes to do to fulfill mainly her like sexual desires, um, because she had a bad college experience and she never had a good a good I don't know man to fuck her or something like that. It was really Ew. something like that. Like like no man made him made her come or something like that. I don't know. And it seems like 
I'm trying to find the actual list really quick. But yeah, and it seems like Sophie's there just to talk about her lack of, I don't know, sexual experiences or like all her bad sexual experiences and how she didn't have a fun sexual college experience. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. So, and my qualm is the list seems fucking stupid, (laughs) in my humble opinion. Uh, Where is it? And then it's just the whole, like, you want to have this experience and yet you want the almost 30-year-old man to be the one to help fulfill it for you. Mm. Actually, not all of it's, all right, I take it back, not all of it is sexual desires, but a lot of it is very sexually themed. So I'll read a fuck it list. So go skinny dipping, like, that's fine. And she's 21 at this point. Uh, Buy a vibrator, that's fine. Try foreplay with ice. I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Kiss a foreigner is fine because she's, you know, amongst all the drivers now. She's going to be touring with everybody. Mm-hmm. Do karaoke while drinking. That's the tamest one there. That's <laughs> fine. Try new feud. Feud. Food. <laughs> Go skydiving. And then we get to the nitty gritty. Uh, watch porn. Fine. Play strip poker. Get tied up. Be blindfolded. Come from oral sex. Try mirror sex. Have sex in public. Have sex against the wall, get high, it's fine. Have a quickie, have outdoor sex, and kiss someone in front of the Is that not the same as having sex in public? Sure, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And then experience multiple orgasms in one night. So, like, some of them are pretty fair, but I guess the overly, like, sexual ones are, like, when you get a partner that you're comfortable with, you would inevitably tick these off anyway. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to... It's not like this is a do or die. It's gonna ruin my life if I don't. And this isn't a book that comes across as it's like, like it doesn't come across as someone trying to reclaim their power by like being sexually free or whatever. So it's just like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) See, I just found her list. Like, yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. You know what? I'll say a good fifty percent of the list is like fine and reasonable and fair. But then it's just the sexual stuff. And then yeah, you want the almost thirty-year-old guy who is yeah, quote unquote, fucking around and just he's gonna be the one to fulfill them for you piss off in my opinion yeah um i would like to i was like i want to discuss what happened to the point where i called it quits is pretty so the book starts in a prologue which is three years ago three years before the book of start of throttled i would assume sophie turned 18 she's an artist she wants to do art as her career but her father's like what no. sort of art like painting or yeah painting oh Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Get a real job. Uh, Get a real job. Become a starving artist for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. No, but Daddy owns Bandini, oh. so he gets to foot the bill. And I thought this was going to be cool because we got more insight on Team McCoy. Mm. And I realised in Throttled I kept saying car brand and I knew it was Team and I just, I don't know, it irked <laughs> me as I'm editing Throttled. I'm like, the car brand. I'm like, no, it's Team. So yeah, her father wants her to do a business degree. She does a business degree. We love that. So in this prologue, she's she's a face painter at, I don't know, a family friend's kid's birthday party. And this is where she meets Liam for the first time. Um, he paints her, she paints his face. Cute, cute fun whatever or someone else kind of reveals that he's an f1 driver and then sophie has to pretend like she doesn't know like what that is because her dad's the big boss yeah. and it turns out you know we learn a little bit about liam in this moment he likes reading which is cool um which is not very fuckboy of him <laughs> and he likes to read brandon sanderson oh nice which is cool all right and then we switch to liam's chapter yeah dual pov we we love that um this was uh, two years and five months ago, so obviously a year and five months after, I guess, the three year. Anyway, we get to learn a bit about Liam's home life, 
which uh, you would think this situation would have humbled him as a person. You know, I hate to say it. It is pretty harsh. But Anyway, he has a brother named Lucas. Lucas has a wife named Joanne. And it turns out Joanne and Liam were, have been best buds since like high school. We love that. So they have that have a special relationship. Nice. Um, Joanna is pregnant. In this moment, it's like her water's broke and they're on the way to the hospital. <gasps> and they already have a daughter named Elise. So Liam is an uncle and he's about to be an uncle again. Fun. Love that. Then we go to Sophie's chapter, and this is where she pretty much materializes her fuck it list. Or, yeah, naughty bucket list. She finds it on Pinterest. How typical. Typical. <laughs> I'm sure there are better ways to find your, your fuck it list. Yeah. And then, yeah, anyway, we get to Liam's next chapter. No, I skipped, I skipped some. Anyway. <laughs> it must have, could have been the same chapter. Anyway, Joanna is in hospital. Turns out she, oh, how do I put, I don't know how to put this. Like, she ends up dying in hospital giving birth. But the baby survives, mm-hmm. and they and it's named Kaya. So now Liam has a bit of a breakdown because he's lost his ultimate best best friend, mm-hmm. and um, it's one of those moments where it's like the way he describes his grief is that it's more important. His his grief is almost more important than Lucas because he lost his best friend and he introduced them. So if okay. he, I don't know, it's just that weird sense of um, like my suffering is greater than yours. Yeah, he's also forgetting the fact that you know, Lucas has lost a wife and mm. he's lost the mother of his child and, like, yes. the new baby and, like, the children have lost their mother. The mother, like, yeah. But he lost a, his best friend. Yeah, yeah. I just, it was a very selfish outlook and, like, in the moment, I get it. Like, I'd be yeah. pissed off too and angry at the universe for allowing it to happen. But yeah. I think he has a talk with his father. Like, he breaks down in front of him and he's, like, trying to get his shit together. He's like, what about me? Like, I lost my best friend, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, he kind of resents Lucas in that moment as well because of the whole yeah he introduced joanna to lucas and if he didn't do that then she wouldn't have died you know that type of rabbit hole mindset and then it's in the now present and it's revealed that he slept with yeah his boss's niece she's uh, claudia spreading gossip and news amongst the media and liam is getting into trouble with that thus i need to keep my dick out of the media (sighs) let's put it on a t-shirt how about like okay I see your, I need to kick, kick my dick out of the media, and I raise you, how about I just keep my dick out of everything that walks? Sure, yes. I mean, I would agree with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> and so, yeah, Lucas is in constant meetings with his manager and his team bosses and stuff because his contract is uh, is in the process, I guess, of being renewed. And so now it's an absolute jeopardy um, unless he cleans up his behaviour and has, yeah, like a straight and narrow season, focus on winning, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's happy. You know, I hate um, all the – it's usually – it's always sportsmen because I never hear any scandals about sportswomen. But <laughs> in real life as well, how they'll do these absolute, like, outrage, like, they'll be bad boy, like, let's – like, Nick Kyrgios <laughs> be just a bad boy. And then – they just get chance after chance after chance after chance because they're good in their field. And yeah. it's like, if a woman was to do this, she would be cancelled. She would be fired from a sport. Like, I see that all the time. It's like, I'm going to bring this back to like the YouTube era though for a second. Yeah. Like, how many men in the YouTube space have been cancelled? Yeah. And Shall they, we talk about... Made a renaissance, but I want yeah. to say quickly, but Jenna Marbles, I think, I don't even know what she did, but it drove her off the internet forever, yeah. and she is, like, not coming back. But she did something that's probably not as bad as what all these other male guys have done, and yeah. yet she is just, like, goodbye. Yeah, I, 
let's talk about James Charles. Yeah, he's on like actual illegal shit and he got cancelled for a little bit or whatever. And then Tardy came and like did her whole like bi sister thing or whatever. That and, was like, epic. Yes, I know. And like, yes, yeah, she's a fully grown woman or whatever. Yeah, I know. But it's like James Charles still made these decisions and he still acted in an illegal manner. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Anyway, on several different alleged occasions. Um, and then, she, but she was the one who like got cancelled. Yeah. Or also, there was that swim team who won a relay and they jumped in the water to celebrate, but they didn't realize. Well, the race hadn't finished yet, so other people were still racing. Oh. Do you remember that it was like it, a women's team? Was it the Australian women's team? I think it was the Australian. We have a, we have a pretty good swim team. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway, it was one of them. Anyway. And then, yeah, they was all like, don't like they shouldn't get their medals, blah blah blah. Like they messed up the race. Unsportsmanlike. Yeah, and as it's well. like they'd already won. Like, yeah, anyway, it's but, over for them. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but yeah, like Nick Kyrgios can smack smash eight rackets, and he's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just there's a huge yeah. double standard. It was like there was this um when I was playing hockey, there was this kid on because it was mixed, and every single game he would like smash a stick. Like, because mm-hmm. he'd get so mad that he'd smash and break a stick or whatever. This is on a different team. Anyway, yeah. and then it's like, but if one of us got mad and swore, then we'd get, like, red carded. Yeah, it seems like women get punished for a lot of behavioural things that we mm. often accept from men. Yeah. So it's unfortunate, but it's true. Mm. And men seemingly get to are allowed the space to come back as well and do whatever they want to do. Yeah. It's like football players. Like, there's a old football player named Wayne Carey. He yeah. allegedly has domestic abuse issues, but he's been a commentator on Channel Seven and all yeah. that stuff for the longest time. But only this year, I forget what actually happened, but they've actually had to stand him down because of these charges. They keep getting brought up. Oh no! And it's like, why are we giving these abusers like platforms, and why yeah. are they allowed to get a second chance? But if a woman were to do it or whatever, like, yeah, she'd be off the screens forever. Yeah. But yeah. Oh no. Maybe it's just we never see a lot of like female athletes, I guess, doing wrong Naughty stuff. Thing. Not yeah. to say not to say that they don't do it, but yeah. and like just yeah, footy players in general, they can get done for doing drugs during preseason, but they're allowed to come back regardless. Yeah. It's bullshit. I suppose Liam is the same in this sort of circumstance. But obviously without his racing career, where's the plot? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, the redemption arc, that's where the plot is. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately I got up to the part where they went karaoke in China and oh, yeah. yeah, Liam will help Sophie with the fuck it list. And that Claudia is becoming an issue. So that's all I got up to. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this. See ya. <laughs> See ya. Bye. I don't know. It felt good though. Because again, like, I feel like I gave it a bit of a chance. Eight chapters, it probably isn't a lot of pages, but it's still in the in the foundation of, of the story. And yeah, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. But no, it's crazy. People will DNF books over like the smallest things. And yeah, I felt like I had to give it like a red hot crack. And I did. Proud of you. Oh, thank you. I did it for us, Kenzie. I did it thank for you. you. So you didn't have to. Didn't um, I do it for you? But then, because I also feel like I paid for it, so I may as well finish it. <laughs> I um got Kindle Unlimited. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah, so mine was free. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah. There's a lot of shit free on that. Yeah. Well, I keep seeing discourse as well about, I don't know how accurate it is, though, I think Amazon is paying authors less and like so Kindle Unlimited they're getting paid like a little bit less from Kindle Unlimited and all that stuff. Oh no. Have you seen all this stuff about Etsy as well? Like artists are mass exiting. 
I I wouldn't blame him. It's becoming too much of like the like a drop shipping. Drop shipping, yeah, yeah. Like you're losing the artistry of the individual craft, but now it's all like printify and print on demand and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're into that, like, good for you. But yeah. So are they just going to create another platform or do they have to, like. I think they're just creating individual websites, like their own web- business website. I suppose that's fair. Yeah. And then it's just like word of mouth and like TikTok, like advertising their content and then, yeah, going to their. I know. I like the ease of like, I'm specifically looking for like this type of bookmark or whatever. And then, like, you have all of them instead of like, after now, really search. <laughs> And then it comes down to, like, who's on top of the search list, and then they're probably going to get the more, most traffic. Yeah. That sucks. I got a lot of cool knickknacks from Etsy. Yeah, same. A lot of, a lot of gifts for people. I mean, I'm sure, like, it's still going to be there. But if it's but been a mass... the niche ex- things. Yeah. There's, if there's going to be a mass exodus, then... Mm. Wasn't there... Isn't there deviant art? Yeah. But I suppose that's just for drawing artists and not exactly craft artists. Mm. Oh, my friend made stickers... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think Pinterest could, is Pinterest. Would Pinterest be a viable? Yeah, that directs you to people's maybe? websites as well. I buy a lot of um, oh, yeah. knit, knitting patterns from oh, Pinterest. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even know you knitted. Uh-huh. Okay. We digress once more. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> Trying to fill in this episode a little bit. Uh, but I suppose it is what it is, I guess. I am about to do something dastardly. Did you want to announce to the world what happened to you this week? Yes, but also I'm unfollowing someone. Yeah. Um, I got married yesterday. Yay, congratulations, Kenzie. We love Thank to see you. it. I'm very excited. I'm just so tired. Yeah. <laughs> I was, was saying a big I feel like I'm more tired today than I was yesterday because I think all the adrenaline is now gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like all the stress and anxiety leading up to it. Uh-huh. No, I get that. When you're, you know, so excited for something and you put a lot of work and effort into it and then you do it and then, yeah, the next day is just reset mode. Yeah, and I've been telling people, like, all, like, the decision-making of, like, what song I'm going to walk down the aisle to or whatever, like, didn't even matter because my heart was so freaking loud in my head that I couldn't <laughs> even hear the song anyway. Ears. Yeah, literally, like, I was about to walk out and my brother's like, how are you feeling? Because my brother's walking down the aisle. And I was like, I feel like my heart's going to fall out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. And they're like, you can still turn around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I can't let them suggest that. <laughs> they're like, what if we carry you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> see, they were yeah. willing to do whatever it took to get you down there. And that's adorable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we stand your brothers. So, yes, massive congratulations to Kenzie. Thanks. It's finally happened. That's finally happened. <laughs> Actually, I can't be bothered looking up a summary for what happened in Collided because right now I'll I don't do it. care. I don't care, can't see anymore. <laughs> Although one of the reviews I found has given me some insight into what happened in this book. Oh. But we'll get to that once we get to see, gaze upon what's written in the stars or the stars that listen. Uh, series Wikipedia. Just, yeah, there are people who are so strict when it comes to DNFing a book. It could just be yeah. one little thing and it's like, nah, fuck it. I'm like, I'd, so, I'd soldier on, but I've yeah. soldiered on too too long. But yeah, it had its potential. I, I wanted to see if there was any sort of emotional sort of resolution with the losing of Joanna and if Liam and Luke rectify, Lucas rectified their relationship. Ugh, I can't really find, like, a synopsis. Yeah, like yeah, an actual, okay. like... A lot of it's our reviews, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I'm sure the fuck it list smut scenes are probably great. I don't know. Mm. 
Okay, before we digress too far, let's kind of bring it back to the book, the reason why we're here, (laughs) and let's go over to the stars that listen. Although I feel kind of bad about, like, doing the stars because I didn't read the book, but it's funny still. So (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. And for those who are new here, we've started a new little segment where we get to read one-star review and a five-star review from Goodreads. We're going to do the one-star first because we want to end on a positive note. Considering the context of this episode, we want to finish on a positive note. Um, And so... Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I also have two one stars because I couldn't pick because they're both really good. Um, I also feel like really uh, validated in my choice to like not finish based on like the amount of one star versus five star reviews. So (laughs) the way from what I saw, I thought like the five star reviews was a lot more overwhelmingly in the lead than one stars. Nah, I think they're just longer. That's very fair. Yeah. All right. So my first one is this book would have been infinitely better if every single character died. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> Which is funny because I see that all the time, like on the like TikTok slideshows. And when it like tells you like the different like funny one star reviews, and so many of them was like, yeah, this would be better than that. And then my other one star review is There's No Way Liam is Written by a Woman. It's <gasps> mine! Oh! <laughs> Yeah, that is exactly yeah. what pissed me off for. It's just like, why are you writing a guy that speaks like that about women? It's like, it's completely misogynistic. And yeah. you're a woman who wrote him. You, ah. Okay, That's well, you so can do funny. the five-star review person. <laughs> Alrighty, my five-star review. I just don't even know what to say. I adore Sophie and Liam. Really? <laughs> Every, everyone needs a friend who loves you, wants what's best for you, and pushes you past your fears. But the way he sexualized her really early on really gr- ground my gears. That that was just me. Anyway, that's my favorite part of their story, and it's only improved by their happily ever after. I was so proud of Sophie after speaking up about her issues with her dad and how she wanted to change her path. Her relationship with her dad is so good, you guys. Every interaction they had was perfect. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> I know. And the, epi- and, and the epilogue was everything I didn't realize I needed for them. Perfect story. I really hate, like, uh, I enjoy the idea of, like, your partner is your best friend or whatever. But also, like, your partner shouldn't be your only best friend. You should have, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, another best friend. Because, like, yes. yeah, what, like, when they piss you off, like, who do you bounce to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, so I couldn't find any five-star reviews that I liked. <laughs> Oh, ooh, and, you disagreed. <laughs> and that weren't essays. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So I just found a three-star review. <laughs> okay, a good a good medium. Yeah. Happy um, medium. Racing to the next book. Next book. Get it? Racing. Ha ha. <laughs> that's the like. That's what they said. Like oh, they said. Oh no, yeah. the background. Yeah, they said ha ha. Yeah. Goddamn. I'm definitely not racing to the next book because I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care about Jax. We probably got to know him a little bit more in this book. And I really don't care about Santiago getting a girlfriend. Yeah. Either. I don't care for Santiago. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose I appreciate all the readers out there who have finished the series. Like, you do you. It's your cup of tea. It's yeah. great. But unfortunately, this particular book was not for me. Yeah. And may this be the first of many potential DNFs we have in the future. <laughs> because I am definitely not going to soldier on anymore. <laughs> I'm definitely... As soon as... The character that says something stupid or the plot is, I feel like, is completely silly. I'm just gonna, it's gonna be a, become a stubborn, stubborn bitch and be like, actually, no, not stubborn. I'm just, yeah, I'm just yeah. gonna let it rip. And that is your right. And that is my right. <laughs> yes. And that concludes this episode of Letterboxd Full Club. Yeah. Thank you for Here. listening. <laughs> if you've finished, come along this far. Sorry for the super judgy vibes, but like, <laughs> it is what it is. 
um, anyway, you know the drill. Find us on Instagram at letterbox underscore book underscore club. And then from there, link is in the bio to our link tree where you'll find us in all the places. And next week, we are continuing on with our dark fantasy romance books. We'll be... It'll be twisted next week, I think, if my, if my mental gymnastics is correct. <laughs> so, yeah, keep an ear out for that. And, yeah, perhaps, I don't know, let us know if you DNF this book as well. Or tell us what we're missing. Yeah. Maybe one day maybe one, one day we'll circle back and give it a second chance. Thanks for listening. Until next time, goodbye. Bye.